Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Big Sky is into the playoffs, and Sentinel is the top seed, while Hellgate is on the outside of the postseason picture after a wild Thursday night of high school football. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Caleb Wren had four touchdown passes, including three to Lewis Sanders, and the Eagles earned a playoff berth by routing the winless Kalispell Braves 34-6. Wren and Saunders hicked up from 43, 15, and 20 yards as Big Sky broke from a 14-0 halftime lead. The win, Big Sky's third, punches the postseason ticket for the Eagles while Flathead's season is finished. Hellgate fell short of the playoffs after falling 55-20 in Kalispell 2 Glacier. Jake Randina ran for 218 yards and four touchdowns on 28 carries. Hellgate kept it close as a touchdown run by Connor Dick and a scoring pass from Dick to Ian Finch helped the Knights trail 35-20 at halftime. Sentinel is the top seed for the second straight year after building a 28-0 lead and holding on for a 28-14 victory at Butte. Sentinel's 18th straight victory, dating back to the beginning of the 2020 campaign, came thanks to Adam Jones scoring a rushing touchdown and throwing another touchdown to Charlie Kurgan to help boost the defending state champions. And finally, top-ranked Florence rolled to a 63-26 win over number 6 Big Fork behind five total touchdowns from Pat Duchesne as the Falcons stayed undefeated and a Class A number 2 Laurel stayed unbeaten with a 42-7 win over Haver. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Back if I could, be the love of the underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead and be me. I'm 
MVP. And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. Either the love of the underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP. And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. Oh, buddy. One of the great debut albums in the history of hip-hop. The game. West Side Story. So good. Welcome back. Duanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Duanas, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Visit nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. It's Trucktober, so that means 1.99% APR financing on more than 1,500 Trucks offered by Northwest Motorsport. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Rajim Seabrook rolling with me, Coulter Nuanez. We had Atu Molden, Grizz wide receiver, on the show. To rehash and recap a couple different things, but also to tease our Grizz Greats podcast series. That's available at grizzgreats.com. Also talk some high school football, some scores from around the state, and some Grizz football. Some reaction from last week's 28-21 loss to Sacramento State for the Grizz, as well as Montana's trip to Moscow to play Idaho. Anything from today's first hour can be found on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sports Bet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We talk all things Big Sky Conference football, specifically Montana State and Montana, here in a minute, but Andrew Houghton, our producer here at ESPN Missoula, he's been doing a great job making the rounds and getting some auxiliary interviews for us. He also has a new podcast uh, focused specifically, excuse me, on soccer. And earlier this week, Chris Chudovitsky, Taylor Hansen, a couple members of the University of Montana women's soccer team swung by. Chudovitsky, the head coach, and Hansen, one of the seniors for the Grizz soccer team. Here's Andrew's conversation leading up to what is the last weekend of the regular season here for the Grizz soccer team. Joining me here on the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast, Montana head coach Chris Chitovitsky, Montana right back Taylor Hansen. As the Grizzlies go into a really big weekend, the final weekend of the regular season, it seems like the Weber State game is the big one, and you guys are playing that one, uh, is that tonight? Friday night. Friday yeah. night. Oh, Friday afternoon, I should say. 3 o'clock. Yeah. We're, we're recording this on Thursday morning. We're going to get it out before these two games hit this weekend. What's Weber State look like? I mean, what are you expecting from them this weekend? Because I know Idaho State, we can talk about Idaho State too, but Weber State seems like it's the big game this weekend. Yeah, Weber's currently tied for first place. And so watching them play last spring, even though they were in a separate division to us because of that COVID division schedule that we had, um, you could tell they were going to be good this year. And so I had previously picked them to finish first this year because you could tell there's momentum in that program and there's a very good coach in there. And so they... I think it's going to be the first time that we're playing a game since non-conference where both teams are actually going to attempt to play a little bit more soccer. Everybody else that we've been playing is very comfortable with their goalkeeper getting the ball and punting it as far down the field as possible and then trying to kick it over the top of us and run it down or get a free kick and try to score from that. Weber's going to try to play. We're going to have to be exceptionally disciplined in our shape if we want to pick those balls off that they're trying to play, and they're going to have to do the same thing. So it's going to be an immensely entertaining game, which is why I highly recommend that people come out and watch it play. That's a great. That's a great sales point. Yeah, uh, go out Friday at three. Friday at three. South Campus Field, Montana against Weber State. Potential first place in the conference on the line. Uh, Going to be an entertaining game. Taylor, uh, your thoughts on that game? I mean, when is the last time you guys played them? Because you were in different divisions in the spring. When when was the last time you guys have actually played Weber State? Probably 2019. 2019. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's been a while. 
Um, but like Chris said, they're a team that moves the ball really well. Um, it's always a fun game to be a part of because it's pretty soccer, I think. Um, and, yeah, just a good game. Let's talk about that a little bit. I watched your guys win over Idaho over the weekend, which was a, a super weird game and sort of the extreme of that kind of game, like we're talking about with the other team being really comfortable to sit back because Idaho scored in the first five minutes of that game and then just sort of the entire rest of the game was played in their half of the field. What's it like uh, playing a game like that, coaching a game like that, where you know what you have to do? It's very obvious what you have to do. They're, the other team is letting you get a lot of what you want, but they're just so packed in like that. Yeah. Um, it can be frustrating, right? Yeah. I mean, take what your thoughts on it. You were in that moment, in that first half specifically, as yeah. we tried to break that down. No, it can definitely be very frustrating, I think, because we were creating a lot of opportunities, and it's like, wow, why isn't it falling? We've had countless shots. Um keeper made some saves but just gotta find a way to win we came out in the second half and got it done um yeah that was a fun game to be a part of and I think going down 1-0 it was cool to see the team not waver from the game plan and just keep going to attack instead of getting discouraged by the goal that happened what do you tell them? I mean, because you guys were still, I think, down one nothing at halftime. Uh, it was, it was working because you guys had a lot of possession, but it was a lot of you know long shots mm-hmm. and crosses when you guys get into the attacking third. What do you tell them at halftime to sort of just get them to maybe be a little bit more patient, a little bit more in, incisive, or or do you just tell them to, to keep going with what they're doing? Yeah, super smart comment there. Um, we we were a little bit more, especially once the subs came in, we became a bit more direct with what we were trying to do, and you can't do it against a team that's. Packing it in that much. You've got to create the spaces by changing the point more often. So, hence the idea of playing with five across the middle. You can move it from wingback Taylor to wingback Z or Ava and then just move that ball across the field to create the spaces that you want in the middle. And so, you look at the first goal, it comes from a throw in on the right, it builds down to the left, and then comes back into the middle to Molly Massman on six, comes out to Taylor who scores, right? So, it's gone wingback to wingback. And then next goal is the same thing. It goes from a throw-in on the right, swings across the middle into Z, who's now isolated 1v1 in the 18-yard box. Not crossing from outside of it. She's in the 18. She can cut in. She can shoot. Hits the post. We score the goal. So it was more so can we keep moving it across the field to stretch them because it sucks having to go from the left side of the field to the right side of the field. Not just dropping and heading ball out, but you got to move left. you got to move right. Um, and so we, we really challenged Idaho that way to see if they could maintain that shape, and they couldn't. It just opened up the gaps that we needed to score the goals we needed. Quick digression with you here. I, what's your philosophy on subbing, uh, getting players in and out? Because in the college game, you, you can run players in and out when you need to. Yeah. Uh, how did you develop your philosophy on that, and, and what do you do when you're in-game trying to make those decisions? Yeah, it really depends on the opponent that we're playing against. Um, what we're sensing out there. We have we have different players who can do different things. If we want to get in behind more often because somebody's playing a little bit higher up the field, we do have some speedsters who can do that, right? Um, and so really, if you're playing NAU and you know it's going to be, or Southern Utah, every single ball is going to be punted away by the goalkeeper in the air, then you need sixes who can head the ball out, right? And you need two additional midfielders who can pick up that second ball. So everything depends on the opponent that we're playing against. And then sometimes to preserve Taylor's legs, knowing that we still have playoffs to go in an NCAA tournament potentially, then you start taking her out to conserve it. And lucky for us this year, if we go into the bench, it's very, very good. We have game changers. We don't have subs who can hold it. We have people who can win a game for us when they come on the field. 
Yeah, Sailor, following up on that, I mean, like we've talked about, you've played the most minutes in Montana Grizzlies history. Your role as as the right right fullback, I mean, getting up and down the wing is really uh, cardio-heavy, cardio-intensive. I <laughs> yeah, mean, you, need, you need to be in really great shape. <laughs> yeah. How do, how do you build for that, knowing that you're going to be doing that all season? Um, I... I don't know. I really like working out in general, so it kind of just comes. Um, just focusing on the soccer aspect of the game, I think that takes my mind off of the running. Um, and I don't know. I like putting in the work, so it's not really – I don't really have to gear myself up for it, I guess. Yeah, Taylor's one of those outliers, I feel like, where if you look at a graph, you have your normal bell curve, but then you just have somebody who's a genetic mutant, and so she just happens to be – she has the genes that she can run forever the whole time. She could probably take three weeks off and still beat everybody in a fitness test, which she never would do because that's not in her mindset. I mean, her balance is working out extra. So, yeah, she's just gifted that way. But her workouts have changed over the time where she even took more time this summer to balance things out and do it a little bit differently to everybody else on the team, but still came in fit and was fine. So there you go, Chris Chudovitsky, Taylor Hansen from the Grizz soccer team. Great interview there by Andrew Houghton. And as they were talking there a little bit, before they got into some of the details of Taylor Hansen's career, teasing a game that just now wrapped up. So now we bring in Andrew Houghton. We're going to talk some football here in just a minute, but we'll finish up with this football with the footy 15 here on Nuanas Now. Andrew, give people, while I jump to the other side of the table, give people the update on what's going on with Grizz soccer today. Yeah, so as we were talking about in that interview Really important two games this weekend to end the regular season for Montana soccer. Playing Weber State, who was uh, in first place in the conference, and then finishing up with Idaho State on Sunday. That game against Weber State just wrapped up. Montana gave up a goal off a corner early in the first half, went into halftime down one nothing. came back with two goals from Taylor Stoger in the second half to win 2-1. Montana now 6-1-1 in the big sky. Weber State at 6-2, and two, so Montana's leapfrogged the Wildcats with that win. Still, uh, Northern Colorado, I believe, is still the one seed, so Montana needs a little bit of help to clinch the regular season conference title. But Montana in a good, in a good place because they're playing Idaho State, which has uh, one conference win this year on Sunday in their final game. Good stuff there. Appreciate it. Chris Soccer, one of the best things going in this community and this state. And Taylor Hansen. Is a, I mean, you talked about her physical conditioning. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Joel Carlson wrote a story a little bit about it today, too. She is um, a memorable member of this program, to be sure. Um, but the the right fullback position, it's like sort of akin to like a defensive tackle in football. Not in, not in the operation of it, but it's sometimes it's more important than maybe the layman fan understands it. Am I getting that correctly as far as soccer goes? No doubt. So I, I called her a right fullback in that one little segment we talked about. She's technically a right wing back because sure. they're, they're playing three five two, So she's getting up and down the wing. It's uh, I was just thinking about this, actually. Taylor Hansen's an incredible player. If you're going to this game Sunday. On, on Sunday against yeah. Idaho State, keep an eye on her. Number 12, just if there's one player. Well, it's hard to not see her, right? I mean, because she runs more than anybody on the field. And right? she's always around the ball, which is unusual for a player who's playing out on the wing like that. But she can come inside. She can play through the middle of the field. I was just thinking about this when you have a fullback or a wingback that's both attacking and defending that's the player who who has the most skills out of anybody on a soccer field she has to attack she has to defend taylor hansen somebody who can cross the ball really well she can mark i mean she just anything that you can think of that a soccer player would have to have she has it 
Go check out the Soccer uh, Smoke and Snow podcast that Andrew's got rolling right now. Good stuff. Uh, we're talking soccer on all the way across the globe. Some international soccer, some local college soccer, some local high school soccer. It's good stuff. I know soccer's really taken off in its popularity around this part of the world and just uh, uh, in America in general. So go check that out. We'll also play clips from that podcast here on Nuanas Now from time to time as well. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Dive back into an all-football all the time. Brought to you in part by Northern Quest Casino. Go check out the Blue Turf Sportsbook at Northern Quest Casino. If you're getting out of town, getting out of state, find yourself over there uh, in the Coeur d'Alene, Spokane area. No better place to go play some sports bets. they got live betting at the Blue Turf Sportsbook Casino, so go check that out at Northern Quest. Andrew covered Idaho State for a couple years in between his stints with us at Skyline Sports and now his first stint here at ESPN Missoula as well. And so my, uh, Idaho State going to Montana State this uh, weekend, tomorrow. Bobcats won six in a row, including a 13-7 win at Weber State last weekend. Idaho State one and five, and the staff uh, there at Idaho State, which has a lot of crossover particularly to Montana, Montana State. Defensive coordinator for ISU, Roger Cooper, was an All-American in the Big Sky Conference MVP defensively at Montana State back in 2004. Byron Hout, the defensive line coach for the Bengals, spent the last four seasons at Montana State on Jeff Choate's staff. Rob Fennessy, Idaho State head coach, was an offensive coordinator at Montana for seven years under Bobby Houck. And Mike Farriter was a record-setting wide receiver at Montana. Now he is the offensive coordinator at Idaho State, so a lot of crossover when it comes to the return to Montana. Uh, a couple other tidbits on ISU. Tyler Vanderval, who was one of the breakout players of the spring at quarterback, a Wyoming transfer, who actually ironically was brought to Wyoming by Brent Vegan, Bobcat head coach. He got knocked out earlier this year. So Hunter Hayes, a true freshman from Cody, Wyoming, has been uh, under center for the Bengals. Uh, but, Andrew, I know that coming out of uh, the spring season, Idaho State was one of the schools that I thought had among the most optimistic outlooks. I think that their coaches, by and large, thought that the spring season was very beneficial for them. They stated that many times. You know, talking to Jay Hill last week, it seemed to me that Jay Hill is maybe 50-50 on the, if, what the spring did for Weber State. Uh, he seemed like he was sort of regrettable about it just in terms of the injuries they had carrying over from spring into now. Uh, Bo Baldwin said it was sort of beneficial to Cal Poly, but they tapped out and didn't play the second half of the spring. And then, of course, Montana, Montana State, uh, Portland State, Northern Colorado, uh, they did not participate, and Sacramento State, they did not participate in the spring season. So, uh, And then UC Davis, they kind of shut it down towards the end because they didn't want to make the playoffs. They had kind of had enough after five games. But Idaho State seemed like one of the schools that was the most optimistic. And because of that, because they did perform pretty well in the spring, they actually had a lot of, I don't want to say hype, but... I think a lot of people that cover the Big Sky thought Idaho State was going to be pretty okay in the in the league, and instead they're one and five. So I mean, give us the breakdown on what's going on with the Bengals, especially as they head to Bozeman to take on. I mean, you'd say there's the hottest team in the conference in Montana State, except for Eastern Washington's in this conference. So Eastern Washington is the hottest team on the earth. They're the hottest team in in college football right now, particularly at the FCS level. But make no mistake, Montana State's rolling right now too. So um, what do we think of of what's going to go down in Bozeman tomorrow? Yeah, I think playing in the spring really was the sweet spot for Idaho State. I mean, Rob Fennessy was saying that to me all spring, but I, it makes sense. I mean, they had a really young team. They were able to get guys a lot of reps and a lot of reps in close games because they played a lot of close games. 
only uh, one of their six games in the spring was was decided by more than a score, I think. And that was the opener um, against Weber State. But I think you're sort of seeing the downside now uh, of of playing in the spring season with them. And it's come in. They're, they're relatively healthy coming out of the spring. But a lot of injuries in the fall season now. And you don't want to pin that on playing in the spring season. Yeah, that's the most that's the interesting part, right? Is that I was thinking about this the other day. The, the linear correlation would be that the teams that played in the spring would be beat up by this point in the fall season. But then who's the most beat-up team in the league? It's Montana. Montana, and they didn't play in the spring. No, I, I was just thinking this, too, because uh, I did a podcast with Jordan Kay, who took over my job covering Idaho State at the Idaho State Journal down there in Pocatello. Man, Montana and Idaho State situations are the two most similar in the league. I mean, they lost their starting quarterback. Now they're playing a redshirt freshman at quarterback. They're down a couple running backs, so they're having to... Bring, I mean, Idaho State did the exact same thing that Montana did. They brought a kid who was who a freshman who came in to play wide receiver. He's now their best running back, like like Montana with Junior Berg, and it's Benji Omiyebu down there at Idaho State playing that same role. So that's really interesting. I mean, there's no correlation, but yeah, I mean, Idaho State has had a tough time in the fall. It's impossible to sort of extricate their struggles away from Tyler Vanderwall getting hurt in the second game, right? I mean, it just handcuffs their offense so much the coaching staff factor is also a very interesting one as well because if you listen to the big sky breakdown which by the way i know we had big sky breakdowns basically every day this week so thanks to each and every one of you that had uh, headed over to skyline sports listen to that but ty gregorak one of our regular contributors on the big sky breakdown longtime assistant football coach uh, in the state of montana worked for 12 years at montana three more at montana state he was saying you know, you can play it off as much as you want, but when you're going back to your alma mater or you're going back to a place where you have serious ties or you're going back to a place where you used to coach that then uh, you weren't a part of the plan moving forward, all those things. Like, basically, Ty was saying, no surprise that Andy Thompson coached one of his best games as the defensive coordinator at Sac State in Missoula, 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Championship team, all that stuff. And so then you wonder, Roger Cooper is an all-time great Montana State Bobcat. He was the defensive player of the year in the Big Sky Conference in 2004. He was an unbelievable player to watch. One of the most unorthodox players I've seen. I mean, he was he was so big and ran so well. He's like this old-school throwback linebacker, but he's such a fan favorite there. And he's coached in Bozeman before, and right? he's coached against his alma mater before. But it was an uphill battle because Idaho State, especially the early part of the Mike Kramer years, they had such serious talent deficiencies on defense. I mean, they, they couldn't. They're going to have 300 yards rushing to everybody. And so you wonder if he wants to go home and, uh, you know, show what he's done. And same with Byron Howden. I mean, he was not part of Brent Vegan's plans. Brent Vegan talked about it earlier this week. He said, hey, there's nothing nefarious or bad feelings. He said, Byron Howden just happened to coach uh, on a defensive line that has a completely different scheme than ours. We, we're not running that anymore. So it just wasn't a fit. And Idaho State actually runs a pretty similar scheme to what Montana State was running with Jeff Choate. But you just wonder, I mean, is that a factor? Do you think that, you know, and then, of course, Mike Ferreter, I mean, he's hell in a guy, a guy that deep Montana roots. He's the offensive coordinator there. I mean, he 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 takes great delight in uh, beating the Bobcats if he can. It's also a mismatch for Idaho State, to be sure. But do you think that these coaches, is there any motivation? Is that a factor in this game? No doubt I think there's motivation. Yeah. I don't I don't want to speculate on to how much motivation there is because sure. these guys, if you asked them straight up, they'd say, well, 
hey, man, you know, we want to beat everybody, right? Sure. It, it's no well, big- they, And they need to get a win somewhere along the lines here. These guys do big time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about Roger Cooper, though, I just – Idaho State's defense is the most baffling thing to me. Right. And it was even when I was covering them because they would have – these random great games. I mean, they held Northern Iowa to something like 17 points in the second game of the year in 2019 yeah, and nearly yeah. went down to Iowa and beat that team. That was a top 10 or 15 team in the country. This year, I mean, they have they held Sacramento State to 23 points, held UC Davis to 17 points. Those are two of the best offenses right. in the big sky. That's a defense that has a lot of talent. For sure. When they are playing, you know, that odd front defense that they like to play, when they're playing it right, You've got the linebackers flowing downhill and stopping the run, and the, I, I like their corners. I like their secondary. Those guys can hold up in pass coverage. So when it works, it works. But you also gave up 48 points to Northern Arizona's backup quarterback. Right. It, it's just it, – it's. I've tried to – that's why I've, I've been so fascinated by this defense. I mean, it was the first thing I identified when I was down there. It's like, man, you can have these great games, and then at other times it looks like – the worst unit in the league. I just, I, I've talked to Roger Cooper about this multiple times. I've talked to Byron Howd about it a couple times. Yeah, it's a puzzle for me. I don't get it. It is very strange because, um, just being okay eludes them somehow. I, I don't, I don't really know. Like, they're they're hardly ever just okay in a game on defense. It's like they're either like you're saying they're either holding really dynamite offenses to low point totals or they're just getting destroyed. It's it's crazy to me. I wonder how much of it has to do with the struggles of their offense. Yeah. Because their offense is the other thing. When their offense yeah. is really, really bad, their offense isn't even going three and out. Their offense is turning the ball over five times a game and putting right. that kind of pressure well, on the and defense. That's, that's the whole thing, too, is is because it is the fast-paced, you know, they're running what you should be running on offense at Idaho State for sure, where they're just trying to play fast, they're trying to get the ball out quick, all that stuff. And uh, but then it caters to the fastest three and outs in history. That that's part of the problem is if you turn the ball over like they have in bunches since Hunter Hayes took over at quarterback, that ain't good. But more importantly, though, it's the back to back three and outs where your defense is just back on the field. I think that I think that's a great point. I think that's where you just you lose all your luster. Yeah, I mean it's uh, they can they can symbiotically work very well together that offense and that defense. They can also symbiotically just destroy each other because. The defense can't get a stop. The offense can't get a first down. They're going faster and faster, and that's how you end up getting 50 points scored on you by Northern Arizona. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hell, uh, slip earlier. So we're going to be joined by Tanner Wilson. He's a former Polson quarterback who then played for the Grizzlies for a couple of years. In fact, we're going to be joined by his younger brother, Jarrett Wilson. Uh, right after this, Jarrett Wilson is currently the quarterback for the Polson Pirates. He's a junior, and he is lighting it up. Our Andrew Houghton caught up with him earlier. Prep extra number two of the show coming at you right after this. Jarrett Wilson, Polson Pirates. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
Big Sky is into the playoffs, and Sentinel is the top seed, while Hellgate is on the outside of the postseason picture after a wild Thursday night of high school football. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Caleb Wren had four touchdown passes, including three to Lewis Sanders, and the Eagles earned a playoff berth by routing the winless Kalispell Braves 34-6. Wren and Saunders hicked up from 43, 15, and 20 yards as Big Sky broke from a 14-0 halftime lead. The win, Big Sky's third, punches the postseason ticket for the Eagles while Flathead's season is finished. Hellgate fell short of the playoffs after falling 55-20 in Kalispell 2 Glacier. Jake Randina ran for 218 yards and four touchdowns on 28 carries. Hellgate kept it close as a touchdown run by Connor Dick and a scoring pass from Dick to Ian Finch helped the Knights trail 35-20 at halftime. Sentinel is the top seed for the second straight year after building a 28-0 lead and holding on for a 28-14 victory at Butte. Sentinel's 18th straight victory, dating back to the beginning of the 2020 campaign, came thanks to Adam Jones scoring a rushing touchdown and throwing another touchdown to Charlie Kurgan to help boost the defending state champions. And finally, top-ranked Florence rolled to a 63-26 win over number 6 Big Fork behind five total touchdowns from Pat Duchesne as the Falcons stayed undefeated and a Class A number 2 Laurel stayed unbeaten with a 42-7 win over Haver. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. back to it but i'm just fixated on it the moments in time that change culture and society man that i uh, i just can't get beyond it. like the 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 45 degree lean that michael jackson does in this music video man like that was the dance move that everybody was trying to copy for like a full year after that unbelievable gotta love some mj i know that there's all sorts of controversy around him now and the documentary whatever i'm here for the good times, the fun memories, and the great music. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online at nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Time now for another Prep Extra, presented by Farmer State Bank, enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907, and for your supporters, of youth athletics around the state of Montana. Our Andrew Houghton caught up with Jarrett Wilson, quarterback for the Polson Pirates, earlier this week. I'm sitting on the wrong side of Andrew. Go ahead and play Jarrett Wilson. Welcome into a special edition of the Prep Extra segment. I'm Andrew Houghton. Joining me, Polson quarterback Jarrett Wilson, who's been putting up... I don't really even know how to describe this. Video game numbers doesn't seem like it does it justice. Unbelievable stats for the Polson Pirates up there. Averaging 325 passing yards per game. Over five passing touchdowns per game. Polson undefeated at 9-0. and Jared, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to ask you about the, uh, the season that you guys are having, but also the offense that you guys are running up there. I mean, what's it like in an offense where you're free to, to, to throw it, you know, as much as you are? Um, it's awesome. You know, it's a quarterback's dream, really. 
Um, it's super fun just being able to spread it out and pass the ball, score a lot of touchdowns. I think it makes it really easy. You're a guy who, who broke sort of into the into the news last year when you were putting up big numbers as a sophomore. What's the growth been like from year to year? I mean, what do you think you're doing better this year? Um, this year, I spent a lot of time um, more uh, learning about how to be a better quarterback, uh, getting on the board, uh, watching a lot of film, just trying to better myself mentally, not just physically. And my coaches have done a great job preparing me uh, to become just a better quarterback, not just mentally, but also physically. What does that look like? I mean, when you start getting into sort of the the 300, 400 level classes of how to play quarterback, I mean, what does that start looking like as you're working through it? Is it just more looking at film, or what are some of the, the details that you're picking up on? Well, I'm just I've, uh, reading defenses become a lot easier to me um, knowing what kind of routes are going to be there pre-snap and then you know going through my progression has just been a lot less chaotic and it comes uh, more easily to me yeah it's a really uncommon thing I think for you know not even quarterbacks in Montana but for you as a sophomore last year to be to be trusted with that I mean to be able to to go through your reads to to be counted on to run sort of more of a pro style offense drop back offense what did the coaches say to you last year before the season? I mean, when, when they were putting that in place? Um, at the beginning, uh, right when I first uh, was told I was going to be playing quarterback, uh, we were going to be thinking we were going to be running the ball a lot and just uh, kind of easing me into throwing it a lot at um, a game. But uh, as uh, it was the summer and that spring of quarantine due to COVID, and uh, I was out there throwing a lot and um, – we ended up going and doing some skellies against Glacier, and my coach just decided that, you know what, we got a new offensive coordinator that runs the air raid, and he uh, we gained a good relationship, and he trusted me to run an air raid offense, and then it just kind of started there and hasn't slowed down. Jarrett Wilson, Polson Pirates quarterback, joining us for a prep extra segment here on ESPN Missoula. Jared, uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your background. You said, you know, you started playing quarterback last year. I mean, was that the first time you'd, you'd played quarterback or, or just the first time in high school, or, or what was it? Um, I've played quarterback my whole life since I've played football. I've always played quarterback, but uh, my freshman year, we had a senior quarterback, and I played uh, I played a little bit of JV quarterback that year, but on varsity, I played receiver and then a lot of defense. No doubt. So what, what was it like getting back to, to throwing the ball and, and being the guy being the quarterback last year? Um, it was, you know, I uh, I got I, I played a lot of receiver, but I mean, quarterback's just always been my thing, and I knew that once my freshman year was done, I was going to be playing quarterback the rest of my high school career. So it wasn't too odd, but uh, definitely uh, took a little while just to get back into uh, being able to throw every day and get my arm strengthened and conditioned. Yeah, we, uh, Jared Wilson, Polson quarterback here, joining me for a prep extra segment. We talked a little bit, I, you know, I referenced your jaw-dropping stats. This year, I mean, last year, Jared Wilson for Polson, 3,115 yards in nine games. That's 346 yards per game. I'm just looking at the stats on max preps here. 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. What a year as a breakout as, as a sophomore. But you guys were 4-5 were and five last year, 
nine and zero this year. What's what's changed from year to year? Because you were you were putting up stats at the same rate last year. You were throwing for even more yards per game. You guys were struggling a little bit. What's changed going into this year to where you guys are now undefeated? Uh, as a just as a team, we've gotten so much better. Our defense has stepped it up tremendously this year. They're amazing, and it just uh, takes a lot of pressure off of me. Um, we're a lot better on offense, taking care of the ball and scoring really consistently. And really, uh, I think it has less to do with me and just as a team how much we've improved. No doubt. What are your guys' goals as a team? I mean, is this something you talked about before the year, knowing that you were probably going to be uh, improved from last year? Like, what, what you guys want to get to? Did you talk about that before the season? Uh, yeah, we were really excited going into this season. We knew we were going to be really good. Um, we were ex- we had a lot of guys coming back, and we since football ended last year, we were preparing for uh, football season this year. And um, from the beginning of the year, uh, the goal has been to win a state championship. And, you know, I think we've proven that we can definitely do that. Jared Wilson, Polson quarterback, joining me for a prep extra segment here on ESPN 102.9 Missoula. Polson undefeated at 9-0, and heading into a game this week against Whitefish. Tough game for you guys. I know Whitefish 7-1. and That's at Whitefish. Just uh, What are your thoughts going into this regular season finale for you guys? Uh, they're a great team, you know, and I think it's going to be a really good game. We know what we, uh, we're expecting them to do, and we put together a good game plan, and we're going to go in there and really just uh, play the best that we can. Hopefully come out, uh, you know, we're confident in how we're going to play, but we're not going to uh, play any less hard, and hopefully we're going to come out with a W. Yeah, sounds like sounds like you are confident. And then going into the, the state playoffs, I mean, that's what you played all year for. Like you said, I mean, you guys were were confident in your talent going into this year. What are you anticipating the mood's going to be like going into the state playoffs? Our coaches have tried to prepare us to just, uh, you know, let us know that the playoffs are coming. We have to be able to treat the, the playoff game just like it's a regular game. And um, so hopefully once we uh, – it's just going to be uh, just any other football game. Yeah, Jared, we've talked a lot about, you know, the present for you guys, the sets you're putting up, the great season your team's having. What's the future look like for you? I mean, what's the recruiting landscape look like for you right now? I mean, where are you looking at, at, at playing potentially in college? Um, I don't really have a big preference. Uh, I want to play football in college, and uh, I'm really just wherever the best opportunity is for me, that's, uh, that's where I want to go. For sure. Have you started getting uh, more attention this year from, from schools who maybe saw you last year as a sophomore and, and wanted to see you prove it again this year or wanted to see you with another year of growth? Yeah, uh, I haven't got uh, a ton, but I also, uh, this summer I w- was in a boot all summer due to a stress fracture, but so I didn't get to go to any camps for any teams. But I'm hoping that once the season ends, maybe I'll get some coaches start reaching out to me. No doubt that's Jarrett Wilson, the great quarterback of the Polson Pirates. Polson undefeated 9-0 and heading into their regular season finale against Whitefish on Friday. Jarrett, thanks for your time, man. Good luck. Uh, great to talk with you and great to get an update from you. I know a lot of people around the state are looking at those sets, looking at your guys' record and wondering what's, what's the deal with this guy. So thank you for your time. Good luck the rest of the way and good luck in the state playoff. Yeah, thank you. So you go, Jarrett Wilson, Polson Pirates quarterback. Undefeated this year, the roll right along. Polson, uh, always good in several different sports. Softball, absolutely. Uh, basketball, usually. I haven't been, they've had 
ebbs and flows in football, but they got a good team right now. They got an explosive offense, and they are definitely one of the class contenders in Class A. And uh, big game against Whitefish tonight. So we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, after that, all plays out. A couple last thoughts on the battle for the Little Brown Stein with myself and Andrew Houghton. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Right. So, do you like it? Say yeah if you like it like that. Yeah. Do you like it? Hell yeah if you like it like that. Hell yeah. Do you like it? Tell me if you like it like that. Yeah. Do you like it? When I was like sixth or seventh grade. I, uh, I liked two different girls, so I decided to buy each of them Christmas presents, and I used to buy people CDs for Christmas presents all the time, and uh, I also had a good buddy that we, we would exchange Christmas gifts all the way back from when we were young. The point is, I bought three CDs. I bought Human Clay by Creed, Lifehouse's debut album. And then this album by a Tribe Called Quest, it was their first album in like five years. This one, which was supposed to be the hip one, was supposed to go to my best friend. And then the other ones were supposed to go to the girls. And I screwed up the rapping and accidentally gave this one to the girl that ended up becoming like my eighth grade girlfriend. I was very uh, happy about it when it happened. But funny because it was a mistake that I... Uh, actually gave it to her, and then when I was picking this song the other day, uh, we remained friends some 20-plus years later, and I uh, texted her this song, and she was like, oh, my word, I haven't listened to this since, like, riding the bus in eighth grade. So this is why music's great, man. Great memories, Tribe Conquest, one of the best ever. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Trucktober at Northwest Motorsport. That means you can get as low as 1.99% APR financing on their vast and massive inventory of trucks. Visit them in Missoula, the corner of Stevens and Mount, or go to nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Missed anything in today's show? Heard from Atu Molden, legendary Grizz receiver, part of our Grizz Greats Extension podcast series. Atu's episode is up. I recorded one with John Casper this week. Uh, I'm recording one with... Joe Glenn next week and uh, going to continue to make the rounds until we got a round 20 uh, episodes for you. So you can visit grizzgreats.com to find all those episodes. We also talked some high school football and some Grizz football. Hour number two broke down the Idaho State-Montana State matchup. Also talked some Grizz soccer. They were victorious over Weber State, so they are now uh, climbing towards another Big Sky Conference championship or maybe a run in the Big Sky Conference tournament. And uh, also talked... A little high school football, Jarrett Wilson, the quarterback for the Polson Pirates. All that available on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and 
the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Only a couple minutes left here on Friday, but we'll bring it all the way around full circle. I talked for about 13 hours of recordable content on this game and on the Grizz this week before we even hit Wednesday. The level of interest is profound. It's the number one reason why Idaho needs to be good because Idaho has been really bad since they came back to Big Sky, yet they still have a ton of interest around them, not just within their fan base, but interest around the Big Sky as well. So we bring back in Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as our producer here at Nuanas Now. And, uh, Andrew, I know that we've talked extensively about what's wrong with the Grizz, but how about just the matchup with the Vandals? Because even though this is an Idaho team, they lost 71-21 to Eastern Washington last week. It's still a team with a lot of talent, particularly on the defensive front seven. Uh, they do have some playmakers, and they have made the decision to go with a pretty unorthodox guy at quarterback. We'll see if that holds, but my sources say that both um, the C.J. Jordan and Mike Beaudry are out. So it looks like Zach Boris's show. So what do you think of this? Because even though Montana should and could be a heavy favorite in this game, Running quarterbacks and weird running systems have given this swarming Grizz defense some problems in the past. Yeah, it's not an unorthodox decision as much as just they were forced into it. Unnecessary one, right. They had to do it. So Idaho pulled Zach Borish out of the storage closet for the first time in the spring. He's a Washington 3A state player of the year as, as a quarterback. They were playing. Okay, so I have to interject here just for one quick second, and I have to give give a shout-out to my boys from Walla Walla because we were talking about Zach Boris coming from Kamayakin High School, and Walla Walla High School is um, rivals with Kamayakin. And a couple of our good Walla Walla guys, Craig Mettler, the head track coach at Missoula Sentinel, former Grizz defensive tackle, and Andy Thompson, a uh, Sac State coordinator, former Grizz linebacker. They weren't happy that I was giving praise to Kamiakin. So, anyways, in case Coach Med is uh, listening, he was he was salty that I was giving praise to one of his high school rivals. These things run deep. Anyway, Zach Boris, continue. I was watching Kamiakin on SWX in the studio here last night. I was in here late doing some soccer segments. Kamiakin versus Chiawana? Is that how you say it? Kiawana? Could be. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> on, Washington on high SWX. school names are hard. Zach Boris, really interesting guy. So. Idaho ran into this exact same problem in the spring with uh, C.J. Jordan and Mike Beaudry both sustaining injuries. Paul Petrino looked at his roster, decided the next best choice to play quarterback was his kid, Zach Boris, who, like I said, really good high school quarterback. They were playing him at you know wide receiver, running back, special teams, trying to find a spot for this guy who was clearly talented, really athletic, not really a quarterback, but when those injuries happened in the spring, they brought him off the bench and just ran option with him. I watched a little bit of Zach Boris in the spring. I really like this kid. He's the, First of all, there is no threat of him throwing the ball at all. I think he's, he's thrown the ball eight times. He's Five attempted for eight. eight passes. So we watched Sacramento State last week against Montana. Asher O'Hara, who's their running quarterback, he could he could sling it a little bit. I mean, he he's could. not a not a you know straight drop back passer, but they could get him on the edge. He can throw the ball downfield. There's no threat of that with Zach Boris, and yet he still runs their offense pretty well. They nearly knocked off Eastern Washington in the spring with him playing quarterback. He had over 200 rushing yards. And again, this is, uh, you know, they're not running play action and taking deep shots. He's just optioning every time. He's not a big guy. I think he's under 200 pounds, but he's really shifty. He's tough. He's a hard runner. I, I think he could give the Grizz some problems, especially because we've seen, like, Asher O'Hara gave the Grizz some problems in the Sacramento State game. 
Eric Berrier got sacked a lot, but when he took off, he was able to find some gaps in the Grizz defense in the Eastern Washington game. There's so much strategy, execution, scheme, all that that goes into college football games, but I think this game that Andrew will be going to tomorrow in Moscow is about so many other factors besides any of what I just said. To me, does Idaho show up to play? Do they want to play? Are they going to play for this coaching staff? Or have they mailed it in? Montana, how do they get their swagger back? Where did the swagger go? What's missing? Are they going to feel the weight of the world after having such an epic win to open the season and maybe not be able to live up to that? Or are they going to be able to re-grasp that level of intensity, that level of ferocity? To me, that's the key to the game. Andrew, just a couple of minutes, but what, are you, what do you think are the keys of the game tomorrow in Moscow for Montana? I love the way you put it in, in that comment, Coulter. I agree with you 100%. I just think it'll be interesting to see Montana sort of not only regress what they were earlier in the season, but just regress this rivalry. I mean, you're going over to Moscow to play Idaho. You're playing for you know you're playing for the Little Brown Stein, whatever. These teams have been rivals for a century almost. Get the feeling of that game. Come out and play. I need to see that from Montana on Saturday. It's gonna be a good one. We'll have all the feedback from. As I always call it, Spud Week. It's never really uh, aligned like this where we have Montana and Montana State playing the Idaho schools, but that's the way it is this week, so it should be fun. There's going to be some major repercussions coming out of this game uh, in Moscow for a variety of reasons, I think. So big game both for Idaho to get back on track. I think a win over a reputable rival could be something that could actually affirm them because they've just been looking for that moment of affirmation with the exception of their two wins over Eastern Washington. It's been nada. It's been almost zilch for the Idaho Vandals. And uh, Montana, they cannot lose three Big Sky Conference games in a row. It's a dire one for them as well in Moscow. We'll have full reaction and coverage for you on Monday during the Montana Football Hour. We'll also look forward to Marty Morningwig making his weekly return here on Nuanas Now. In the meantime, have yourself an outstanding weekend. Thanks so much for being here with us We'll talk to you on Monday, 4 p.m. It's Nuanas Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.